Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks for a special multiverse nerd shit <laughs> edition of our show. Um, in this multiverse, it is me and Eric recording this episode. Uh, Gerald is working, so uh, that's why he is not here. But uh, Eric, we are obviously talking about uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have finally seen this movie. Uh, what are your thoughts after months of hype. Before I get into my thoughts, with since Gerald's not here, does that mean that he's in the 838 universe? Or are we the 616? Or what universe are we? You know, I would say we're 616. We are the, we're the main universe. Uh, Gerald right now is in 838. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All that, right. that, that's how I'm seeing it. That's how I'm seeing it. Well, we get it. If you ask, you ask for my thoughts, so you know I gotta oblige. Um, I I liked it. I've only seen it once. Um, when I first left the theater, I was just like, "Wait, I it, like we were talking off recording." I was just like, "Is that it?" And not even just because is that it because you expected more, but it just felt like it was so quick. I know, like the runtime was just uh was under two hours and ten minutes. So comparing that to another multiversal film that we saw in Spider Man, which um is two hours and thirty minutes of just of continuation of story. Um, here this probably was the shortest two hours that I spent at a theater. I looked at my watch at the end and said, "Oh, it's over." Got in there at around seven. Got out by close to nine uh, minus minus the uh that the credits but um it packed a lot in such a finite amount of time what about you yeah l- like I said uh, before the recording I think I enjoyed this movie better the second time just because during the first showing of this movie when I saw it I was you know obviously the Illuminati scene happened. And we got all the cameos there, but because of months of hype and fake rumors and everything, I'm like, are there going to be more cameos by the end of this movie? So I definitely enjoyed it the second time when I could really focus on the story, which is basically Wanda's story in a way. It's This is basically a sequel to WandaVision, but I really did like this movie a lot. I like the horror aspects of it, and I really liked that it was a Sam Raimi movie through and through. So two questions. So two questions. So you said that um, you talked about watching it the second time and this is a, a, a sequel to Wanda. So do you think this is more of a sequel to WandaVision or more of a sequel to Doctor Strange? I would say it's more of a sequel to WandaVision. And basically they get like the same amount of screen time. It It does do some interesting choices with her character just where we saw her at the end of WandaVision and her accepting that, you know, Hey, my kids have to go away for me to free all these innocent people in this town. And then her killing innocent people in this movie. So it makes some choices for sure. But I would say that it connects more to WandaVision than it does to Dr. Strange one. And so we're going to get, we're going to talk about this more, but when it comes to, uh, especially when we get into the spoiler part, when it comes to just the marketing of this movie, you talked about how uh, it's been months and months of anticipation and waiting. Do you think that Marvel might have played their hand too much 
especially when it comes to like the trailers. Yes. And I, we didn't get, we, honestly, it didn't feel like we got a lot in those trailers, right? We got little bits and glimpses of the Illuminati until a, a week before they decided they're like, hey, Captain Carter's in this movie, which was odd. But I think they did give away too much. I honestly wish I didn't know Charles Xavier was in this movie. I think it ruined that reveal. Uh, the only moment I was truly shocked was when John Krasinski showed up as uh, uh, Reed Richards. That's kind of how I stand on it. What about you? Yeah, no, nah, I, I think that was the, the, the mark out moment for me when I saw John Krasinski, because I was just like, wow, they actually listened to the fan casting and they picked him. So we'll get into that too as well. So that what you would think that since we see a variant here, of John Krasinski as Reed Richards that we would see him in the main universe. But I mean, you really can't, can't think like that because Loki shows you that there are many different forms of Loki, even though Tom Hiddleston actually isn't the Loki character. Uh, we see many different forms of him. So um, we just got, a, it's pretty much a wait and see, but um, for me, yeah, I think they might've played their hand a little bit too much. I think, if I don't, if they didn't come out with that last piece where Mordo says the Illuminati will see, I think they could have kept that. They honestly could have saved the Professor X reveal as well, too. But I mean, they dropped that on Super Bowl Sunday. That was literally the first trailer, and it seems so long ago. But it was literally like three months ago. So it's just three months of constant hype, constant letting you know, and Marvel telling you that this is going, it's the most, it's the biggest event ever until the next biggest event that they have. Um, they definitely know how to hype a movie, but in this case, I think they they played their hand a little bit too much in the marketing. Yeah, and we did a preview of our predictions for this movie uh, going into last week on who we thought would be the Illuminati. I almost picked the entire team right, and I didn't read any leaks. I just pieced together what the marketing gave us, which was Captain Marvel and Mordo and Captain Carter. And I guessed John Krasinski, and I almost got the entire thing right. And it was because of that marketing. I think they released way too much. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was perfect. They didn't show us any Peter Parker uh, variants until we actually sat down and watched that movie. So I I like what they're doing with Thor Love and Thunder right now. They're not giving us a lot. They're, they gave us, what, a, a minute, 30-second trailer? And I think that's perfect. I think you save all the big reveals until the end. But um, nonetheless, I still enjoyed this movie a lot. I think, though, Eric, we should get into our favorite scenes of the movie. And I, I have a lot of them. I think there are some really great moments that are, uh, you know, going to be uh, high up there when it comes to the MCU for me. Yeah, I have I have a couple scenes that are great. And honestly, most of the scenes that were my favorite had to involve Wanda and just her just kicking the the living shit out of everybody. I'm just like, <laughs> dang. Like if if we ever like got this Wanda like fully in 
six one six, and this uh, this movie pretty much just showed that the the strongest Avenger debate that that's done. That that debate is dead. Um, nobody's messing with Wanda. But um, if you want, I could go into my favorite scenes. Um, probably my one of my first favorite one one of my top favorite scenes was right in the beginning when when we got uh, Doctor Strange meeting up with Wanda. Um, in the trailers, they made it seem like Doctor Strange, which was this was probably the good part of the marketing, which was when Doctor Strange was asking for Wanda's help. Um, we thought that oh, okay, she'll be teaming with them, but if some of us um who were sly when they when we thought about this we knew that hey wanda might be the villain but here it revealed that wanda is going to be the villain because when doctor strange comes and asks her for help to ask her to help with america chavez she says her her name and he's just like wait a minute and that's when you knew like oh okay here we go like she she's she's hip to this she knows what's going on and then that whole field that had like nice trees and everything was completely desolate and that was just a facade and that just set the tone for okay this is going to be almost like a multiversal chase to see who can get america chavez and who can keep america chavez safe and um that scene along with the scene where she pretty uh, obliterates the illuminati uh, that fight scene was great. Um, Sam Raimi really did a good job of showing elements of horror. And I know I was talking to my girlfriend after. She was just like, if they're going to do horror, they should just go all the way. And honestly, it felt like they were just dipping their toe in the water. But I hope like they use this as a springboard to you know just say, you know what? F it. Let's just do it. Like, cause some of the deaths in there were pretty gory. Whether it was Captain Carter getting getting sliced in half by the shield, or Black Bolt getting his own brain blown oh, out, like, yeah. like, or Professor X getting his neck snapped, um, they 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 did some things that I was I that made me go ooh, but. Any scene that Wanda was in, I, I I enjoyed, and those probably were my two favorite ones. What about you? Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. The Illuminati scene is probably what's going to stand out for me, just because I did not see them getting killed in 20 minutes and then getting killed in very disturbing ways. But there's that moment right before that whole battle goes down where uh, Wanda asks Reed Richards if he has kids. And then he says, yes. And then she goes, good. There'll be someone there to raise them. I was like, oh my God. Oh man. Mic drop moment by uh, Wanda Maximoff there. That, that was just a cold hearted line. Uh-huh. Ooh, but man, Eric. Yeah. Black Bolt getting his brain exploded was crazy to see. And then Reed Richards turns into spaghetti. But I love that scene. I do love the attack on Comertage at the beginning. And that's really where all the, the horror elements do come to play. Uh, you have Wanda stuck in the mirror dimension. And then she uses the reflections through the water to get out. And that is scary, too. And there's that moment where she comes out of... Was it, it's like a gong or something. Yeah, it was almost like... Out. Yeah, it was almost ahead. like it. Like yeah. when when Pennywise was coming out, and I was just like, 
Yeah, they're really going into this horror genre. And, and again, my girlfriend was talking about um, how a lot of the elements of the movie took from Carrie. And I've never seen Carrie, but um, she showed me like stuff on like Twitter. And I was like, oh, okay. I definitely see like the correlation. Yeah, I, I dig it though, honestly. I think, as Peyton will tell you, that I think Sam Raimi could direct a very, very cool Moon Knight movie. With all those horror elements, I think that would be awesome to see. And I even Blade, I mean, Blade already has a director attached, but if they go this direction, I am going to be very happy moving forward in the MCU. Yeah, and, and big props to Sam Raimi, who, who I, I, his last superhero movie was Spider-Man 3, and how it was critically, like, just trashed. It it was just like watching Jordan of the horror films come out of retirement and say, you know, I know I could still do this. And he did it. And, and Sam Remy's visuals was probably one of the best visuals I've seen in a Marvel movie. So um, big props to, to, to big Sam. Yeah, for sure. There is actually one more scene I wanted to talk about. And that's the, the uh, music note fight between strange and the other variant oh, yeah, in yeah, that yeah, yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Eric. That is such a cool scene. That is, oh man, that is a top. Oh, like we we both listened to the Midnight Boys, right? And they they were saying that that's a top ten um, MCU fight scene now. And I think I have to agree with them just because of how creative it was. Yeah, yeah, and def- uh, you just made me think of another scene. I also enjoyed the scene where um, when America Chavez was getting away from Wanda the first time. And then Doctor Strange chases it, follows her, and you can see them going through different um, universes, which is what I was hoping that we would be able to see. I think we saw them as paint one time. I think we saw them as like a comic strip or something like that. Um, like just seeing them, and then they—that's when they fell. Uh, at the end of it, that's when they fell into the New York of eight three eight. Um, that was dope because I was like, I hope we get to see something similar to what we saw in like Space Jam, where we saw all the Warner Brother properties. But I mean, obviously there was no uh, Disney properties here; it was just different universes. And I always enjoy seeing scenes like that. Yeah, that was cool too. That's a that's the scene when this hits Disney Plus that I am going to slow down and look at all the universes that they pass through. The paint one was cool. I there was there was a dinosaur universe too. Yes, where, yes, yeah. So that's one. I swear to God, the Rami universe was in there because they passed through just a a New York City, and I guarantee there's probably some Spider Man Easter eggs in there. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, I I agree with you. I'm definitely gonna slow down that see when it hits Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, so, are there any scenes you didn't like, Eric? Or Honestly, any gripes with the movie? This is gonna. This is gonna sound sound really bad. When you talk about gripes, are we talking about like characters also, like with scenes, or is it just scenes right now? Just anything. Like for me, I think the overhyping of this movie did kind of not ruin it for me, but it did like leave me a little bit disappointed because I was like, hey. I thought there would be all these other cameos that came in, like Tom Cruise's Iron Man or something like that. But I mean, they they never uh, see. We talked, we touched on how the marketing of this film made us 
think like this. And I mean, again, when they they use the buzzwords and we all fell for it and come especially coming after Spider-Man, we were thinking like, oh, shoot, if they they put Charles Xavier in a trailer, then that means there's so much more that they have left. But as opposed to if they didn't show him, we would have had we would completely think about this movie differently. If we didn't know the Illuminati was going to be in here, if we didn't know Charles Xavier was going to be in here and we saw them for the first time in the theaters, we would think, oh, snap, here we go. Like these things exist. But because we saw them in the trailers prior to the movie, it's like, okay, this is already established when it really wasn't established. And I mean, it's it's partly our fault for falling for it. And it's partly Marvel's fault for allowing us to fall for it. But um, I I honestly think if they just held that back, we would be thinking about this movie in a different light. And um, I the the gripes that I have sometimes have to do with the scenes with America Chavez because I feel like again with the con- time constraints that we didn't really understand. We we I I think with the scenes with America Chavez, we definitely understand how the original um the original release of these movies were supposed to go so um for us we know that it was supposed to be WandaVision immediately going into Doctor Strange and then Spider-Man but since the pandemic altered the the release we got Spider-Man and then we got Doctor Strange so we would we if we were allowed more time as well as a proper release, we would have. I think we would have. They would have done a better job with America Chavez. And then plus, it just seemed like every time America Chavez was on the screen uh, with Doctor Strange, I always I, I felt like they were just trying to recreate every time Doctor Strange was with tone with was with Peter Parker. Excuse me. So it was just like, oh, here goes Doctor Strange with another teenage kid just almost having to play babysitter. Um, but I, 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 I think they didn't do America Chavez justice. I, I agree way. with that. I definitely agree so, with that too. I think that's uh, my one gripe. I honestly, this movie would have made sense in the originally planned order because in Spider-Man, no way home. You have Ned being the one that brings in uh, Toby and Andrew into the MCU and it made no sense. It's like, Hey, there's magic in my family. I felt that, you know, America Chavez is the same age as Peter Parker. Pretty much. She could have been in that high school with him. She, it would have made way more sense in that story for her to be the one to open up those portals. Uh, In this movie, they give her that it was basically like a plot device to show her backstory when they're in the eight, three, eight universe and they go down memory lane and then you see what happens to her parents. Yeah. Like I, I get why they put that in the movie, but maybe start the movie with America Chavez's backstory and then take us into it. Yeah. I think and that would have worked. Yeah. And that definitely, if we saw that in the beginning, instead of starting with the chase with um, defender strange, um, I I liked how they from the beginning that it went it was straight action. But if we saw how America Chavez like 
came to be or what her backstory was, it would have made a whole, it would have made it a, a, a little bit better. Yeah. Like you said, like when they were in a three, that was just a cheap way to say, Oh, this is why she, she is like this or why she feels like this. And I'm like, okay. But again, it just shows how this, the order of which these movies were released wasn't the original order. So, um, it, after that, it kind of just made everything like a little bit off to me, especially when it came to America Chavez. Yeah. She honestly probably could have used a Disney plus series before. I think that would have been pretty cool. They could pr- still do it. Definitely. Uh, I, they're obviously building toward the young Avengers with her as a, as a key character in there. Uh, the rules of the multiverse are also interesting because in this movie, they establish that your dreams are just your multiversal self, which I, I find interesting, but yeah. um, I, I did see this YouTube channel today. They're like, so when Peter Parker in the 616 universe goes to sleep, does he dream of everything Tobey Maguire went through in his universe, like him dancing in Spider-Man 3 <laughs> or something like that? But I, so, I guess I, I think we'll we'll touch on it again at this movie. Um, I'm, you know, I'm gonna just ask it now. I guess another thing that people, uh, well, from not people, but for me, when I left the theater, is what I think that we suffer from. Like the MCU has done a great job for, um, especially in their first ten years, building towards something. For me, I'm I I left the theater wondering what are we building towards it's just like what what i i know for me i'm a fan of these movies i'm a fan of marvel so i'm gonna go see the movies anyway but my thing is what am i spending my money and investing in and i know that the only time they've had a chance to like show upcoming releases was the disney day most recently where we got like moon knight and we got more of like she hulk and footage of that but they really haven't had a convention or a weekend to outline okay this is what's coming up and i think the more it goes on the more it hurts them because it's just like what do we want what what's next like you can't just continue to put out out these movies and then these plot points and then these big ideas like the multiverse and then we have moon knight running around and then there's echo and then we have loki season two but like one not one not only is what is the next big bad which we all kind of have an idea who it is but it's like what are we going to continue to be invested in because i think once they i once they tell us what we are waiting for what is the next big thing, whether it's secret wars because of the incursion that they talked about at the end or whether it's Kang or whether it's another Avengers, then it starts. These movies will start to make more sense because right now they all feel like one-offs. And I guess that's just my question. Like, okay, we're going to go watch Thor love and thunder. So then what, what's the point? Like, what are we, what, what are we building towards? Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think the Disney Plus shows, which are supposed to like usher in the movies in an easier way, I think they're 
maybe complicating things a little bit because you don't know what direction they're going because you have Moon Knight, which doesn't connect to any MCU property that I've gathered. You have Miss Marvel coming next, and then you have Thor Love and Thunder. I don't know what we're building towards. Uh, Secret Wars is what everyone's guessing, but we don't know for sure. And I will tell you, every time we try to predict what Marvel does, they don't necessarily go in that direction. We we did it with WandaVision. We thought the X-Men were going to be brought into this universe. That didn't happen. Uh, you had the expectations for this movie. So the interesting thing, though, is they did move up um, Ant-Man 3. Was it Quantumania with Kang yeah. as the main villain? So that is interesting. That's coming next February. So maybe we'll get a, a clearer picture soon. I hope. I always, I always found that it's just random. They're just throwing Kang. And I mean, I, I guess Kang is a villain of Ant-Man, but I'm just like, if he's the next big bad, you're just throwing him in Ant-Man? Like, yeah. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> like, Honestly, Ant-Man movies are not my favorite. Yeah. So, I mean, for most people, it's not. And it's just like, uh, okay. But, but yeah, but so let's get into, I guess, our favorite characters and who would you say are your your top three or top five? Uh, just running through mine, I'm going to say Wanda, obviously. I think it's Wanda's story. She carries the movie. Really building off WandaVision, she'll be one. Doctor Strange will be two, just because I thought this was the best Doctor Strange uh, iteration we've gotten out of any Avengers movie or the first Doctor Strange. Uh, three, I am going to do... I'll do America Chavez. Just, I thought it was a solid debut. I think there's a lot to build upon there. Uh, four would be Wong. And five, I will put... Um, I'm going to cop out and say all the Illuminati because I was very happy to see all of them on the screen. Yeah, I think um, my my top two are similar. Wanda's one for me. Uh, obviously, we touched on it in the beginning. I, the strongest Avenger... Uh, and the MCU, that conversation's dead after this one. Um, Doctor Strange is number two. Um, if Wanda's the strongest Avenger, I feel like this movie also made us think, or is trying to make us feel like Doctor Strange can be the next leader of whatever iteration of the Avengers is coming up. Um, I think it's they're trying to make him more... They're trying to give him the qualities that tony had and we still saw how how dr strange is in in infinity war and endgame where he everything because he's a surgeon everything is black and white it's just I, we could do this like okay i i can cut open this person's heart because i'm a surgeon and i know x a plus b is going to equal c but they're also showing him that there are other ways when when it comes to being a superhero to be a leader to connect to figure out the the answer to a problem because all, from right in the beginning where they were at Christine Palmer's wedding his um doctor that and Doctor Strange one who was a rival to him asked was there any other way that you could have beaten Thanos um so i think that they're, they're they're trying to plant the seeds that, okay, when 
a big bad comes, Doctor Strange is going to be the one to put them together. Um, three, I'm going to go Wong. Four, I'm going to go America Chavez just because I think her character could have been a little bit more fleshed out, especially if they were given a, a longer runtime. And then five, huh, shoot, you said you're all of the Illuminati. I think I'm going to go, um, I think I'll go Christine Palmer because she played an important figure towards the end of the movie. And she's pretty much essential to this Doctor Strange that we know now. Yeah, I completely forgot about Christine, but she was great in this movie, the 838 Christine. And the line, I've loved you in every multiverse or every universe is going to be on so many t-shirts now. And uh, it's the new I love you 3000, I think, yeah. Eric. I, I don't know. Honestly, I think for Doctor Strange, I think his line is going to be that he's the one always holding the knife. So I don't know. That it is a good one, one, too. It could be uh, either one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of strong characters. They definitely they definitely gave Rachel McAdams uh, a lot more screen time after she was pretty much non-existent in Doctor Strange 1. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I would like to see her back, too. Uh, th- there is one character that was weird that we did, have not talked about, um, and that is Clea in the uh, post-credit scene. I did not like that post credit scene. I thought it was very weird. <laughs> she just shows up in the street out of nowhere in a Power Rangers costume. Um, my wife called her the Violet Witch. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> anything about her. It was out of nowhere, and I was not a fan of that scene. Yeah, they, they could have they could have done better in uh, these post credit scenes. were 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 probably the on the lower tier of of. Uh, post-credit scenes in Marvel. And then especially when it said at the end, it was just like, oh, Doctor Strange will return, but everybody else, we don't know. Yeah. So uh, no Wanda, no Wanda, no no uh, America Chavez, no Wong. Just like, oh, it's up in the air because we don't even know ourselves. Yeah. But um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask. It'll probably come back to me. But um, when it comes to to grades, what would you give this film? I'm going to give it an all-star just because it, it's different. It, it's and, and me and Gerald talked about this last time where every time a Marvel movie comes out, they're like, it's unlike any Marvel movie you've ever seen. This one is this one. You actually get to kind of see the director's vision come through. This is a Sam Raimi movie. I think before a Marvel movie, his visual styles all around it. It doesn't look like your regular MCU movie and the horror aspects just put it over the top. I, I say it's an all-star. Yeah. When I first left the theater, I, I felt, I'm going to be honest. I was a little underwhelmed, but then, and I, st- and, and I said it in our, our group chat, I was like, ah, right, yeah, this is definitely a starter for me. Uh, I mean, it was, it was okay. It was, I liked it. But then after, thinking about it and I was just like okay if I didn't know that any of these any of these cameos that were in it were going to be in it and I just looked at Doctor Strange it, this was pretty much a Doctor Strange versus Wanda film which everybody has kind of been clamoring for to see and we honestly 
we honestly kind of got a glimpse of what was to come, especially at the end of WandaVision, where Agatha Harkness is just like, your power surpasses that of the Sorcerer Supreme. So it's just like, okay, let's see what's up. And between these two, whether it was Wanda dreamwalking, seeing that was dope. Doctor Strange dreamwalking a dead corpse, seeing that was dope. Doctor Strange, uh, you talked about with the the musical notes, that fight, that was dope. The the going into different multi- universes, that was dope. I, I I gotta up my I gotta up my rating to an all star as well. Um, I I definitely think I'm probably going to watch this again just with a different eye, knowing what's gonna happen, so it can solidify it. But right now, I'm gonna stick with all star too. Yeah, it's solid across the board. My one question to you, though, this movie or Spider-Man No Way Home, what is the better multiverse movie? I mean, does Spider-Man No Way Home really deal with the multiverse like this does? Not necessarily. It's like, okay, we brought in the three Peters and the, and the, uh, and the villains, but this movie actually is technically a more multiversal movie. So, I mean, for I, I'm gonna go Spider Man, but if we're talking about like, okay, which is a straight up multiverse, it this one is, but Spider Man No Way Home had had the emotional beats. Um, I, I can, I can. I can't get that scene where Aunt May dies and Peter's in the rain, just looking at the billboard of J. Jonah Jameson out, out of my head. Like that was such a dope scene. And and obviously the Peter's coming through and everybody almost now like demanding a Spider-Man four with either Toby or 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 Spider-Man three with Andrew. Um that's got to be uh, I I I think I'll go with Spider-Man No Way Home more. But the multiverse of madness is definitely more the multiversal film. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I I'm gonna put Spider Man No Way Home at the top just because I'm more emotionally connected to those movies than Doctor Strange, and it was cool to see Professor X back and everything like that. Uh, Gerald texted me like after the movie. He said Spider Man No Way Home is a better fan film, but Multiverse of Madness has a better story. And I think I agree with that. But yeah, the emotional connection to Spider-Man is what's going to put it over the top for me. Um, For sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, this movie honestly could probably, it's this movie I feel is going to be one of those movies where we look back and say, Hey, this was a very important movie after we after we look past all the cameos that we thought were going to be in here and isn't like two to three years down the road where we finally have a finite timeline of and direction of where the MCU is going. We're going to look back at this movie and say, okay, it was, this movie was much needed and so important to the overall next phases of the MCU. Yeah, for sure. We are not done with the multiverse, and I think a lot of this stuff uh, is going to be coming into play probably soon. So, yeah, we both enjoyed this movie. I say go see it in theaters while you can. 
Uh, it is great on the big screen. Anything else you want to say, Eric, before we get out of here tonight? Wanda is the strongest Avenger. I, it's almost like saying who's the greatest shooter of all time. There's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> debate. It's, it's, it's Wanda, it's Steph Curry, and we're keeping it at that. If this was fantasy football, Wanda would be the 101 in every single draft. Oh, for 100. sure. <laughs> All right, Eric. Uh, this was fun. Uh, always fun talking Marvel with you. Uh, we're going to be back later this week with uh, our season one recap of Winning Time. Uh, you could also catch up on our shows anytime on Spotify, Apple, and our website, boxofficeqbs.com. Until then, we are good friends, real talk, and we will see you guys very, very soon. Have a great night.